and coffee shops make it free please yeah yeah good point you know it's a statement make it free Ashley's going to be campaigning outside Starbucks uh, on Monday morning I will do you reckon I get 3 million signatures like the revoke article 50 thing oh god yeah no probably not Ashley no alright no. Okay. we'll see save the planet and make it heal you can help by eating a vegan meal come join us if you're vegan curious hi I'm Ashley Hi, I'm Sarah. And together we are... Vegan Curious. So, Sarah, we've got listeners. Have we? We have. Both, well, that's delightful. Both of my cousins are listening, so <laughs> Is fantastic. That, tell me we have more than two, right? Uh, yeah, no, it's it's actually, I think the last episode was uh, was very popular. That was when we went to La Fromagerie, which is the vegan mm-hmm. cheese place. And I think there's obviously like a big, lot of people interested in vegan cheese. So it did really, really well. And coupled with the fact that probably your mum's been sitting there at home on Spotify going, refresh, refresh, refresh. Yeah, she has been. Yeah, she's been so, very obedient, yeah. So we are a podcast phenomenon. Excellent phenomena, really. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe in a few episodes time will be a phenomena. But no, people are listening and we're really, we're really delighted. We're really, yeah, we're really And pleased. very grateful. We are. So what are we going to be talking about this week? So I think you've got some interesting opinions on nut milk. <laughs> yes, I have. Yep, very, very interesting opinions <laughs> on gonna nut milk. We're going to be talking about the end of meat. Uh-huh. And I'm going to be making you eat some really weird things. Oh, fantastic. Before um, my stomach turns, let's start by talking about what we've been scoffing. So, what have you been scoffing then, Sarah? Um, so, I decided that I would trial lots of ice cream, which is very exciting. My freezer's been absolutely full of ice cream because okay. I wanted to try a... It's a, not a, even summer? A broad range. Oh, no, no, no. But it's, Are you I mean, giving up for it? It's spring, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and, and, it is spring, and also, then. I figured that... Um, I'm getting married in three months, so the best way to gear up for for getting married is obviously to eat loads and loads of ice cream. Um, Do you so, need to expand to get into a wedding dress? Then? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's a good thing I ordered a size up from what I am now. But anyway, um, so I had three three different ice creams, and actually, the, I've had loads of other ones before, but I wanted to try ones that I hadn't had because okay. I thought it would be interesting to try the new stuff that's out there on the market. Um, so the first thing that I had was the Magnum vegan ice cream, which is the almond one. Okay, so that's been around, what do you reckon, a month, couple of months? Well, so you can basically, now you can buy it from Sainsbury's and Ocado and stuff, whereas before I think you could only really buy it in niche niche shops and, okay. and non-mainstream supermarkets, basically. Yeah. Um, so it was blooming delicious. Really? I mean, I, honestly, I mean, did, I, I sent you a WhatsApp, didn't I? And I you said, did. I'm eating this. It is game-changing. I love it. And, and is it made from almond milk, then? Um, It's not really made from almond milk, okay. no. I mean, I, so, listen, the ingredients okay. do not lie. Okay. Um, there are quite a lot of ingredients, for okay. a start. Yeah. Um, you don't get to almonds until seven ingredients in. Cocoa butter one okay cocoa mass one glucose syrup coconut oil does it sound healthy then um oh, and then after that there's lots of e-numbers now obviously it's really unhealthy um but it's ice cream but it's it, not supposed to be healthy. well yes you're right exactly okay. and and it was honestly delicious it's probably the closest thing that i've had to a kind of proper ice cream since okay. I became vegan. And what were the other two things you had? Um, so the, se- the second one that I tried was Halo Top. Um, have you heard of these no. guys? No. they then? Their whole thing is that they make really, really nice ice cream in a tub right, okay. that you can take home and stick in the freezer. Okay. They've just launched a vegan range. Right. Um, I think there are four or five different flavours. Um, I did actually get all four. Okay. But... Blame your freezer. <laughs> 
literally full of ice cream. It's completely full of ice cream. Um, and the peanut butter one yeah. is the best thing ever. Can we just have a quick diversion? About what? Marmite. Oh, yes, and I peanut know. Butter. Marmite of launching a peanut butter is it vegan? Marmite. It surely must be vegan. Yeah, it is. So that launches very soon, doesn't anyway, it? Anyway, go on, back to the yeah, ice cream. Um, now all I can think about is vegan peanut butter marmite. Oh, what wow. a mouthful that, that is. That sounds amazing. Um, so that was great. Peanut butter cup. Loved it. Yeah. Hello top. Really good. And then the third thing that I went for is um, the Bouja Bouja range. Have uh, you had yeah, these no, guys yeah. before? Yeah, they've been around a while. I mean, they, they do um, truffles and things like that. They do. So the the, the truffles They're and the chocolates. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Yes, they are quite posh, yeah. And I have had many tr- many a truffle before, obviously. Uh, obviously. Um, but they have just launched a new flavour, which is why I tried... Well, it, I think it's been around for about a year or so, but it's salted caramel. Okay. And I am telling oh, wow. you right now, it is absolutely delicious so the good thing that the thing the reason that i like these guys is that they have very very few ingredients so their their standard ice cream is literally three ingredients this had four ingredients because it's got a bit of coconut in it to create that kind of um melting sort yeah, of yeah, yeah, sure. amazing gooey caramel thing um but that it was just yeah it was delicious and if i ever buy another tub of bougie bougie it's going to be that um but frankly i think i need to take a bit of a ice cream break so, after so the last we, few weeks. We, you know which of the three would you eat again first that's not fair I mean, all of them together in a, in a massive ice cream sandwich. <laughs> I'm assuming, like, with, after all that ice cream, you didn't have any room for anything else to eat this week. Or um, did you? No, I did. Yeah, I went out for dinner. Okay. Um, so it was um, my fiance's birthday, okay. and so I took him to Vanilla Black. Okay, wow, okay. Mm. So I should interject at this point and say Vanilla Black is quite possibly the poshest <laughs> vegetarian restaurant in the whole of civilization no, no in london in london it was so there's a tasting menu and then there was um just a kind of a la carte menu and we just ordered whatever we wanted and from was that. it was it all it's not all vegan though is it it's vegetarian no it's vegan and vegetarian um but i would say about 50 percent of the stuff on the menu was vegan okay. um and i thought what was kind of interesting about it and i'm not sure if this was the same when you were there was that it's quite experimental oh very much so yeah yeah, yeah. so one of the things i i I was feeling a little bit uh, renegade at this point, and yeah. I and I thought we're here. Worrying. I'm yeah, going to yeah. order something <laughs> that is just going to be really different, unlike anything I've had before. And and then it was one of those things where you're like, "Can I swap with you?" <laughs> so <laughs> what was it you ordered? So then? I ordered um, edamame bean ice cream. Oh my for gosh! A, as a starter. Okay, that so, sounds pretty good to me. Well. Listen, it was it was like a f- uh, frozen gazpacho. Yeah, okay. And and so it was nice. To be honest, it was too sweet for me. It, it was it was kind of coconut milk, you know, and, yeah. and that kind of thing. So I did have a few spoonfuls of it, and then I was like, "Do you want to swap?" Okay. <laughs> um, fortunately, he did agree to swap, so that was good. Um, but then I had this incredible thing for my main, which was like a sort of um, delicious barley um potato cake thing which was almost like a roast dinner okay um it had that kind of it just tasted like gravy and deliciousness and i don't even know what it was that was on the side of it but it was really really good yeah um and then for dessert i feel like i'm going through this whole thing but it's important um for dessert i had a licorice panna cotta wow again quite experimental yeah but that was 
that was really good. Yeah. I mean, it was unlike anything I'd tasted before. I'd never had a licorice panna cotta. So it was like a completely new kind of culinary experience it for was, you. Exactly. And I think that's um, a great reason to go. I think it's a treat. I think it's something that I wouldn't obviously go to all the time. But it, I was really impressed. And like you say, they were really nice surroundings. Yeah, so it wasn't like nice your classic kind of man in the car park type thing <laughs> which is what you normally get with so, vegan food so what have you been eating um well nothing is any anywhere near as exciting as that i've been on another jackfruit frenzy <laughs> of course yeah so uh pod have started doing this jackfruit chili which is quite amazing and apparently he's got three of your five a day so that's oh, very tasty okay that's interesting. uh i've also uh started oh i picked up the from a, a health food shop this uh, company called Vegan Organic have just done this tortelli. Is that how you pronounce it? You're very Italian, aren't you? You like Italian food. Yeah. Tortelli? Isn't it usually tortellini, though? But anyway. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah, so tortelli. They've got rid of the ini. Um, <laughs> but it's with jackfruit, courgette, and basil. And it was fantastic, actually, because, mm. I mean, I do love a bit of tortellini, tortelli, whatever you want to yeah. call it. Yeah. You say tortelli. Um, but it's fairly limited for vegans actually because quite often a lot of pasta is, is made from yeah. egg anyway and and then the fillings quite often uh, you will have cheese or some sort yeah, of exactly. cheese but yeah no it was really good but then the other thing I had was um, is really interesting as well so there's a company called Badgers who have just launched this vegan range so the idea with what they're doing it's kind, they're kind of like in mini tubs Is I think they're producing things you put on sandwiches that you have okay. on or baked potatoes okay yeah so for example they do coleslaw um and then i had the egg mayonnaise version it was interesting i quite enjoyed <laughs> it the, you know there's a lot of soy going on but some various other things as well it was quite tasty it was quite rich it worked okay in a sandwich i put a bit of tempered bacon on it so that kind of made it work okay, it's okay potatoes quite enjoyed it we'll have it again um but the other thing that 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 they do that kind of caught my attention is this tuna mayo which i have brought uh just for you now because i know um sarah oh. is a massive lover of uh, mayonnaise aren't you oh i i absolutely despise mayonnaise in all its in all its forms and and the thing is is that even before i was went vegan i absolutely hated mayonnaise so this is this is why you brought it isn't it to torture me yeah basically okay well the other thing as well is this is one you should appreciate okay so the egg mayonnaise thing was about um it was about three pound fifty three pound seventy maybe this is about six quid it's so a large tub though. it's a big tub it's going to last you that's at least two sandwiches and a baked potato um, right. In terms of the ingredients, again, I think it's pretty much soya-based, isn't it? Um, you know, the it is it's largely soya, um, but I think we should give it a go. I mean, it does actually look like tuna. The only thing I don't particularly like about it is that um, it's got loads and loads of sweet corn. Oh God! And I love it. Oh my gosh, it does stink, though, doesn't it? So what you've done is you've bought something that both of us are going to hate because I hate mayonnaise and you hate sweet corn. Okay, okay. where's the thought we need to get on with this as quick as possible? <laughs> so here we go. Shall I go first? I must admit. I really can't eat that. I'm not even joking. It's quite mustardy. Oh, you ha- you've gone back again? Yeah, okay. I would is it nice? quite like this if it didn't have so much sweet corn in it. Um, the egg mayonnaise, pretty good. Tuna. Good stuff to. I think it's just interesting stuff to put on sandwiches. So okay. when you make a home, so, a so you, deli company thing. So you don't end up and spending you all your money from? on prep. It's from it's on it's in on selling health food shops, indie shops, I guess. Okay, all right, good stuff. So that's it, really. That's pretty much all I've been eating this week.
So on each episode of Vegan Curious, I ask Sarah and she asks me what we're curious about. And this week we've decided we're going to be curious about... Plant milk. Okay, so uh, straight in there, you've called it plant milk, not nut milk. I have called it... Well, yeah, because what about rice milk? Okay, is coconut... Is that a nut? (laughs) Um, yes? I don't know! All right, okay. Oh, my God. Okay, we we have not covered ourselves in glory there. But, that's but a terrible start, but it's going to get better. It will get better. And, and you know, for those people who are like, oh, plant milk, that sounds boring, just wait. Prepare to be amazed. Okay. Um, so you got some stats. So I have got some stats, but first I'm going to just talk to you a little bit about my view on plant milk, right? Okay. I'm, I, this is very specific, but I do think that certain types of plant milk are suitable for certain types of things, okay. right? Okay. You're going to think this is ridiculous. But... Here, here it is. Okay. Call, uh, the plant milk world, according to, according to Sarah Collins, right? Yeah, okay. Coconut milk, hot yeah. chocolate only. Okay. Nothing else. Yeah, yeah. Almond I would agree, milk. I'm going to agree with you on that, yeah. Okay, almond milk and probably cashew also, cereal. I, I think there are other uses for cashew, but we'll get on to that in a minute. Okay, but yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, that's not too bad. Though, okay. Yeah. I quite like a bit of rice milk on cereal, actually. Ooh, okay. Well, um, oat milk. Yeah. Coffee. Absolutely. Always. Never yeah. anything else. Everything else is no, disgusting. No, you're wrong on that. Mm. Soya milk works really well with coffee, especially bonsoi. So have you ever had bonsoi? No, I haven't had bonsoi. So bonsoi is like the high-end version of organic, and it's very... Yeah, it's £3.50 for one of those big things, which is... Oh, bloody hell. ...a lot more expensive than a pint of dairy milk. But it's yeah. very good. Yeah, OK. Um, and then, uh, what was the last one? And then soy milk, which basically is just kind of as a stopgap. If there's nothing else to use, use soy milk. Okay. But to me, rice milk, no. Never. Really? What for? Well, there Why is quite a good rice milk that's got coconut stuff in it called milk with a M-Y-L-K. Okay. Which I quite like in tea, but it does curdle a bit. I gave it to someone who wasn't a believer and I was, I picked it up a bit too much and then it curdled and I think you I see, put in my plant milk for life. That is but. the thing. Like, there's nothing worse than something that curdles in your, in your coffee. Um, and, to be honest, tea... I it just is, have black tea. It is the worst thing about veganism is actually is tea. Having said that, I quite like cashew milk. Cashew milk works quite well in tea, I think. But isn't it quite heavy? Doesn't it curdle? It's quite creamy. It doesn't curdle, but it's quite heavy. Okay. But um, but it yeah, it, no, it works for me. And also, you can get um, PG Tips do sort of tea bags optimized for plant milks. Have do you they? tried those? No. Yeah. No, they're really good. Um, I don't know what they do to them. I really haven't got a clue, and I should probably have done more research on that. What does that even mean? How, do, how but, does that work? But it does seem to work. Oh, yeah. OK. Right, so on to more serious things. Yeah. Obviously, one of the things that people often talk about when it comes to milk and the dairy industry more generally is the kind of environmental impact that it has mm-hmm. um, and the fact that um, it's responsible for kind of using lots of land and, like... Uh, gases and lots and lots of water wasted and all that kind of stuff um so i thought that i would look into this a little bit and i found some stats and some research is this the oxford university survey from 2016 it is i think yeah the much quoted (laughs) oxford university survey from 2016 yeah but but, but it gets quoted time and time again and that is because it is actually really interesting yes and um they have some fascinating stats okay so here's three that i've picked out for you okay and you let me know what you think of these so um a glass of ev- of dairy milk, yeah, not chocolate. A glass of milk, milk. from cows, yeah, yeah, um, 
requires 650 square foot of land. Okay, I have not a clue how big that is. It sounds quite big, though. How big is that? That is as big as two tennis courts. Okay. Right? That's producing a glass of milk every day for a year, sorry, just to be clear. Okay. It takes two tennis courts, wow. which is ten times that of oat milk. Wow. That is quite incredible, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a lot. I guess it's because you've got to have lots of space for cows to... Graze, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, sure. um, okay so... The other thing that I thought was quite interesting is if you actually look at plant milk in general and look at all the different options, Mm -hmm. a lot of people talk about how almond milk is not very good because it um, requires so much water. Uh, So the production of almond milk does actually, unfortunately, waste quite a lot of water. Um, So it takes 74 litres to create a glass of almond milk, and that's as much as basically having a shower really yeah seriously yeah 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 so it's quite it's quite bad and, and that's one of the worst offending in terms of water wastage i think okay. rice milk is is the 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 next most offensive one okay um the others are much much better when it okay. comes to water um and then also the last thing that i was looking at was that dairy um produces three times the greenhouse gas emissions of plant-based milk we kind of knew that already. Though, yeah, that's we? kind of the one that gets that gets quoted time and time again. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think um, it's quite interesting because um, a lot of people talk about the different types of plant-based milk and the different kinds of environmental impact that they have and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and one of the things that I um, sort of have, I suppose, used in my diet is that oat milk is probably the one that has the least um, impact just because it's grown here in the UK I guess that means it's more sustainable and also it doesn't it hasn't done the travel miles as well. So I do tend to use oat milk a lot more than some of the others. Sure. Um, I, well, oat that... milk's an interesting phenomenon, I guess, because, you know, again, two years ago, three years ago, no one was drinking oat milk. Yeah. And then you have Oatly come along with their fancy branding yeah, and uh, they did that cool. amazing stunt where they sponsored a load of coffee shops and basically if you had oat milk in your coffee... Uh, unfortunately, this is probably only London. You, your coffee was seventy percent off, so yeah. you're only paying, you know, less than a quid for a latte or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it seems to be everyone I know seems to be drinking oat milk now. Yeah, I mean, it is definitely. It feels like it's the most popular one, doesn't it? And and it is quite multifunctional. It's pretty universal in terms of what you can use it for. Yeah. Um, so I think that is is quite interesting. But but it's good to know that basically any any plant milk is much better than having obviously. And I guess, again, dairy. like you made the point that, you know, you can grow in the UK. So, you know, post-Brexit, no deal. Um, uh, yeah. We can all grow oat milk or drink oat milk because it's, it's our own. Yeah, it's exactly. British. It's British, yeah. <laughs> um, I certainly won't be growing any oats, but, okay. yeah, you're right. Um, so it's a bit more, a bit more sustainable. Um, and obviously there are quite a lot of brands now, aren't there, that are out there that have um, started to launch kind of plant-based milk. So what's your favourite brand? What's your go-to? <sighs> Well, I mean, I've just mentioned them. I like Bonsoy, which, again, is soy milk, which is organic. And yeah. I like milk, M-Y-L-K. And the interesting thing about them is they do skimmed, semi-skimmed and oh, right. full milk equivalents. Um, so, you know, again, you optimise it for, for mm. what you're having. Yeah. Um, um, so those two in particular, you know, I, I really, really like. I must admit, I'm not a massive almond milk fan, to be honest with you. No, I think it's it's really only suitable for certain situations. Obviously, cereal, like I mentioned before. Yeah. But mine is Rude Health. I really like Rude Health. Stuff. Yeah. And and to be honest, it is probably. I think it's it's relatively mainstream. It's probably mid range in terms of price. Yeah. Um, but they do lots of kind of interesting mixes, and also it's all organic as well, which is mm-hmm. why I like it. Um. So. 
when it comes to plant milk as well, yeah, obviously one of the things that you've already alluded to is that lots of coffee shops have launched lots and lots of plant-based milk. It milks. has gone crazy. So mm-hmm. a year ago, it was just, you know, soya or you're having it black, basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, and you would normally pay 40 or 50p premium for the soya. Mm-hmm. Um, however, what, you know, I've done my little bit of research into this. And what's happened actually in the last few months is that um, a lot of the companies, so Pret, Starbucks, Costa... Mm-hmm. Um, Nero, they're all offering soya free. So what happened was, I guess, one of them blinked first, and they're all now offering it free. However, if you want anything different, you still want to pay an extra 40p. In fact, cost is actually 45p for for oat milk, which which, which is... uh, Well, you know, I guess the thing is, soy milk now, apparently, bearing in mind you've got companies like Alpro producing it, Alpro Mm. owned by... Danone, am I pronouncing that correctly? Yeah, Danone, yeah. Yeah, you know, so they're a massive, big, multinational company. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, no matter what you think about the, the capitalism and the involvement in it, they've at least got that, they're able to scale that and then bring that to yeah. a, an affordable price. Yeah. So that's then come down, and a lot of coffee shops do use do use that stuff. Um, but the rest of them, I guess it's like a scale thing. But I really, you know, what I'd like to see is a lot more coffee shops, like, giving this stuff away for free. And I think, you know, it would be such a statement if... Mm. Starbucks, Costa, Pret, Eat, whoever else. Maybe it'd be Pret that does it first, brings the cost down, and basically says, "Do you know what? You know, yeah. This is now. This is now free." I don't really mind paying a bit more because I do feel like it probably costs them more to produce it. Yeah. Well, yeah, but surely the commons of scale is you get more demand, it's going to get cheaper and cheaper. Yeah, surely, right. so yeah. it yeah. will all average itself out, won't it? Yeah. Milk actually, I think, is quite actually easy to give up. You know, in living yeah. in Britain in the 21st century, there's so many alternatives. Um, yeah, tea is the big downer. But then yeah. I think cheese is obviously much more difficult. And we talked extensively about this in our last episode. Number three, download now, available on all your uh, normal <laughs> podcast platforms. Stop et plugging our podcast in the middle of the podcast. Okay. <laughs> and coffee shops, make it free, please. Yeah, yeah, good point. You know, it's a statement. Make it free. Ashley's going to be campaigning outside Starbucks uh, on Monday morning. I will. Do you reckon I get three million signatures like the Revoke Article 50 thing? Oh, God. Yeah. No, probably not, Ashley. No. No. We'll see. Okay, so there's one other thing that we're curious about on this episode, and it's a new documentary. So the documentary is called The End of Meat. Uh, it's available on Amazon, I think, isn't it? It's and Amazon Prime. iTunes as well, yeah. I think. Um, not Netflix, bizarrely, even though I, I tried to find it on Netflix. Okay. To no avail. Um, and uh, it's it's one of, I guess, it's, it's one of a string of documentaries that kind of looks into um, vegan culture, looks at the downsides of, of eating meat, eating animals, and then looks towards the future in terms of what it could look like if the world stopped eating meat, right? I, I mean, I guess that's the USP. So, you know, you've had Cowspiracy and... Yeah, What the Health is the other one, isn't it? I want to call it What the Pitter, but that's a kebab shop. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so you had those films, but they tend to focus very much on, you know, why we shouldn't eat meat or why we shouldn't have dairy. Yeah, it's very kind of aggressive veganism, I would say. Like, it's it's all um, abattoirs and kind of really awful, horrific, horrendous images of yeah. animals being treated really, really badly. And you have to sit there for an hour and a half and watch these things. Okay. And frankly... I I love animals, but I cannot watch an entire documentary about that kind of thing yeah. because it's so depressing. Yeah. And it's just... I, I know that you have to open your eyes to it, but it's just 
the same thing over and over again for an hour and a half. This one was slightly different. Okay. Slightly different. But I want to hear your review of it first because I'm interested to see what you think of it because normally you're far less cynical than I am. So okay. I want you to, okay. to give it a rating out of 10. 10 out of 10. It was amazing. Really? No. Um... <laughs> Why did I believe you? So it was um, by this German filmmaker called Mark, and I'm sure I'm going to mispronounce his surname, but it looks like Pierschel. Pierschel. So what he did okay. was he he travelled the world. So there are shots of him in Germany, his native country. He goes to India. He's in the States, and also he goes to Veggie Pret in London as well. <laughs> of course. Um, and obviously he references the 2016 Oxford University <laughs> survey into climate change. Um, so what it, how it is is basically the film's in about three different parts. So the first bit is mm-hmm. the stuff that you've just talked about. You know. Uh, it goes into you know how we as a species started eating animals, yeah. what the kind of consequences are, how it's got worse through factory farming and all the rest of it, mm. um, and you know and where we are now. And then he talks about some of the environmental consequences and yeah. um, and it's stuff you've seen before. Having said that, I still found it really difficult watching some of those those scenes. You know yeah. the shots of. You know, pigs on the way to the abattoir, and, and you know, cows being herded around, and people trying to give them water. It is still, it's still harrowing, no matter how many times you've seen them. Yeah. But the most interesting part of the, the film actually is is towards the end. So the premise is the end of meat. So he envisages what the world is going to be like in 2050 when he believes that we will almost certainly have stopped eating meat. Um, now. The big thing, I guess, that he seems to think is going to be the game changer is this thing called cultured meat. So, do you know much about cultured meat? Well, I know what I learnt from watching <laughs> the, the documentary, <laughs> which we both watched. Yeah, um, um, yeah. So, my understanding is that it, it's derived from—is it the stem cell of, of yeah, an animal? Basically. So, it is uh, technically um, derived from a, an animal. It's an animal-based product, yeah. but no animals are harmed in the making of that product. Yeah, right. So, I mean, that was the most interesting thing because he, you know, yeah. he was in San Francisco. He went to Silicon Valley. And there's people doing all kinds of stuff, and you know, it's not just again. It's not all about meat. It's also people developing cheese things. So yeah. it seems to be that you know there are a lot of people in this world at this moment who are looking at the fact that um, you know eating too much meat is is eating meat at all. Actually, is actually mm. you know costing us the planet, and we obviously need to address this. Yeah. Um, and you know, interestingly, most of these people are from a technological perspective they the, the stuff they're doing is open source so they're they're developing ideas they're creating patents of things mm-hmm. um but then they're making it available to everybody so the idea is that people can then take what they've developed and then then build on it in their own way yeah so it made me kind of optimistic um you know watching that bit of the film and making me think that um do you know we are going to see this stuff really soon as well and there was one point in the film where the guy was saying you know we can have this stuff you know Mm. in shops within five to ten years so it's not that far away Um, but it's i mean so yes absolutely and there are these wonderful people developing um these cultured meats and that kind of thing but i i think for me it's it's a case of okay so even if that exists how do you get people to to eat it right or 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 buy it or Mm. um choose that Mm. as as an alternative and i do think there's just a massive education process that needs to happen um in order for for people to want to make that choice and one of the things that 
I found interesting about about it was um, that they talked quite a lot, quite extensively about the kind of um, emotional attachment that we all have mm-hmm. to to meat and to dairy products, and you know, I guess it's around sunday roast sitting down with the family eating whatever it is that you eat on a regular basis and Mm -hmm. how that makes you feel and therefore the um the emotional resonance that food has and and i think the the memories that it brings up and all that kind of stuff and and for me that's that's such a still that's such a big question mark because how do you uh after decades uh, and centuries of people being told that they should eat me and associating that with kind of family and emotional memories and all that stuff how do you um, create something different and, and get people to but move then away you don't. from... Aren't you make, mm, the point is, actually, and this is one of the reasons why we're getting all this fake meats now, is just basically because mm. it's what people are used to, it's what people accept. And I think that you, know, you begin to see it with things like Linda McCartney burgers, Beyond Burgers, even the, yeah. the Greg's vegan sausage rolls. You know, people are accepting that as an alternative to me, and I don't just mean vegans and vegetarians, flexitarians yeah. too. And that's, you know, obviously then going to continue. Well, there was, there was a really interesting part of the film. There okay. was. There was so the, the part, part of it um, was was sort of saying, OK, so what what else is out there in the natural world, like you yeah. say, that we, can, that we can eat and that we can produce relatively effectively yeah. with relatively limited environmental impact? And dulls or seaweed i guess it's a type of well seaweed, it's a type right? of seaweed yeah um, we, is, we, we associate seaweed as being one thing but obviously there's like loads lots of different of types breeds of yeah, seaweed. Yeah, yeah. this particular breed is um tastes like bacon apparently well funny you say that we've got some here yeah. so we're about to find out but i mean while you unpack it okay. the interesting story there was a guy from uh, a university in oregon who was basically mm. saying that um and he thinks he could feed the world just by growing a load of this off the the uh, in the sea off the west coast of the states. Um, okay. How it ends up being something that you can sort of feed the world with. So what we've got here is from the Cornish Seaweed it Company. Like um, it's dulse. Um, can I put it on this bread? Yeah, and it's supposed to taste like bacon. So apparently, if you fry it, it's really really bacony. Um, I'm not sure in terms of how they would then develop this. Um, you know, maybe they would put it into burgers, but it's really, really healthy, really good for you. Got lots of nutrients, um, and Sarah is going to give it a go now. So it's kind of black and yeah, very, like a very small. deep purple. Well, it's, it's, it's. I guess it looks a bit like. Um, I think it looks like chocolate, actually, dark chocolate shavings or something. Well, it's yeah. This is specifically seaweed flakes, isn't it? Which I guess it comes in big lumps as well, but anyway, here she goes. Oh, it's delicious, is it? Mm. It does taste a bit like nutritional yeast, but it, it's sort of a weird one because I guess what you're expecting is for it to be really salty, really, really savoury, but actually it's quite subtle, isn't it? It's got um, it tastes like the sea for sure, and when I sniffed it, it definitely smelled like yeah, fish. Yeah, um, definitely fishy. But the fact that that's just dried seaweed flakes. I think that's really impressive. And actually, I can see how it would taste like bacon if it was put into, obviously, a, you know, bacon format and you had it in a BLT. Yeah, that would be delicious. Well, I'm going to fry some and then we'll find out. Yeah, great idea. So this guy thinks that he can change the world with seaweed, which so part of the thing as well was that it was really easy to produce, wasn't it? And that it um, and he could produce a lot of it yeah. very, very quickly, sustainably and, and without having too much of a negative environmental impact. And again, we can we can make it in the UK. I mean, this is from Cornwall. Um, so that's a, that's a winner. I like that a lot. Good. So I think that wraps it up for this week. We forgot to say, we launched a website, didn't we? 
We have a website now. We have got a website, yeah. And you can find us on uh, vegancuriousuk.com. Yep, absolutely. Vegancurious.com was taken, sadly, and it, it cost too much to buy it. Uh, but you never know. If someone wants to buy it for us, that's fine. Yep, exactly. Yep. If there's a philanthropist out there that wants to uh, support Vegan Curious, then please do. Um, but we've got a website, so check it out. Um, and we'll be back next time. I'm going to Berlin, so there'll be a bit of an update from Berlin on the, on the vegan food in Berlin. The world capital of vegan food, according to that film, apparently. But we shall find out. And uh, as we leave you, uh, Sarah is just spraying dulse everywhere. <laughs> it's really, with a big it, smile on her face. It's really delicious, I have to say. I will, can I take this home? Uh, yeah, I'm going to charge you for it, though. Yeah, well, it's quite If pricey. you can afford to go to Vanilla Black, she'd give me £4.50 <laughs> for that. <laughs> All right, deal. Save the planet and make it heal. You can help by eating a vegan meal. Come join us if you're vegan curious. Nothing tastes as good as being vegan feels Come join us if you're vegan curious And don't feel sad, don't feel blue So it ain't so bad, I swear it's true Just use the right condiments And you'll even like tofu don't be furious Just be vegan curious Life is good and life is sweet When on your plate there is no meat Come join us if you're vegan curious Come join us if you're vegan curious